Welcome to episode 14 of the Press Forward podcast. I'm Nathan Wrigley and I'd like to thank you for joining us again. And if this is your first time with us, I hope that you like it and that you find it useful. If you want to make listening to this podcast a regular thing, you can subscribe to us on your favourite podcast player. This can be done by going to wpnup.org forward slash podcast dash feed. The Press Forward podcast is created by WPNUP. They're a charity working in the WordPress space to support the WordPress community. And their help is freely available at wpnup.org. The work that we're doing is important. Many people have got involved, either using the support that we offer or by joining us to help out. To give you an idea of the amount of work that's been undertaken, here's some recent data for you. WP and Op have provided roughly two and a half thousand hours of companionship and mentorship. We have over three and a half thousand members. Volunteers have donated over five thousand hours, and there have been over six thousand event attendees. You can see that there's a significant need for the support that WP and Op are providing, and we're always on the lookout for people who can help us. Perhaps you'd like to help us out and get involved with WP and Up too. If so, great. You can support WP and Up financially by visiting wpandup.org forward slash give. Or maybe you'd like to get involved with WP and Up. If so, then please visit wpandup.org forward slash contact or look for the social links in the website's footer. You can also help us out by sponsoring the podcast just like Green Geeks have done. The Press Forward podcast is brought to you today by Green Geeks. Green Geeks offers an awesome managed web hosting platform that's built for speed, security, and scalability, whilst being environmentally friendly. Enjoy a better web hosting experience for your WordPress website backed by 24-7 expert support. And we thank Green Geeks for helping us put on the Press Forward podcast. Today, we're back to the recordings that we made at WordCamp Europe earlier this year. You might have heard the Press Pause mini podcast series that we made in the run-up to WordCamp Europe. If you haven't, I can certainly recommend it. The mini-series featured a collection of short WordCamp stories from members of the WordPress community. The contributors told us why they chose to attend, what experiences they had, and what the impact of WordCamps had been on them. It felt like a great place to start, but we wanted to carry on, and to that end, the WP and Op team decided to bring some recording equipment to WordCamp and talk to the attendees whilst they were at the event. We wanted to use this as an opportunity to record people's stories, but also as a way to increase the awareness of WPNOP. And as such, we set up our equipment in one of the main thoroughfares of the event. It was magnificent, and from a personal perspective, it was wonderful to talk to so many people. With nearly 3,000 tickets sold, there were people from all corners of the globe, from the young to the old, 
They passed us by and many stopped to find out what we were doing. As you can imagine, our location was quite noisy and this has made it into the recordings. But I like it that way and it seems more real. Right, let's get to today's episode. Today, you're going to hear from Josepha Hayden. In case you've not heard of her, she's the executive director of the WordPress project, which, when you think about it, is quite an important role. She's involved in shaping the direction that WordPress is taking, reaching out to as many people and as many teams as possible to ensure that the WordPress project is going in a direction that suits as many people as possible. She also interacts with regular contributors, many of whom report directly to her, to make sure that they have what they need to get their work done. The conversation goes over a lot of ground. How Josepha got involved with WordPress, the growth of WordPress since it began, how the project is trying to be more diverse and include as many people as possible, including children. And so, without further ado, I bring you Josepha Hayden. It's Saturday. Is it Saturday? Yes, it's June 22nd. Oh, you're good. You know, you know, you know <laughs> way more about the calendar than I do. It's Saturday. I can't remember what day it is. I know it's not Thursday because I arrived on Thursday. You don't actually have an excuse. You're not jet lagged or yeah, anything, you're right? right? I yeah. have no ex- I'm just rubbish. I came from the United States. <laughs> yeah, I came from Where, where you know, England. sometimes we are also a little rubbish. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we're stood in a, well, let's call it a corridor. We're outside of track number one. And I am here today with Josepha Hayden. Chomposi. Yeah. I did promise I would try to get that right. That was good. Okay, thank you. Yeah. That's very kind of you. It's a hard name. Yeah. So it's the second day of talks yes. at WordCamp Europe. We've had a we've had a um, a contributor day on Thursday, and then we had talks yesterday, including sort of packed auditorium with Matt Mullenweg, and um, and I've been joined today so that we can talk about well the WordPress project, WordCamps, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Do you want to tell us a bit about your your background? Yeah, so um, I had a long and windy road to here, mm-hmm. but I started as a music major, decided I wanted to, you know, be a singer forever. Nice. Uh, yeah, so that's why I thought it was funny that we might sing to each other okay. here. Okay, <laughs> we'll do that at the end, because we fade <laughs> a little, away. little tune. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and so I did that, and, and it actually was while I was learning how to, like, market myself in that space that I discovered WordPress. My mother introduced me to WordPress. Uh, she built my first site for me. And, nice. Uh, yeah. That's and, a unique angle. Yeah. And she, so we learned about it together, and she ended up kind of in the, uh, in the content and SEO side, and I ended up in the data marketing strategy side, and then, of course, ended up here at, at WordPress. But I, all the way through my career, I also volunteered with a lot of nonprofits, worked on a lot of boards. And so the work that I'm doing now as the executive director in WordPress is, is very comfortable. It's very in my wheelhouse because it's WordPress, which I've been using for a long time. It's nonprofit, which I've been using for a long time. And it's also a lot of organizational work, which I've also been doing in a long time. And so it's like a very unusual path to get here. But in the end, it was somewhat inevitable, it feels. So if you wound back the clock, let's say I don't know 15 years or something mm-hmm. it was all about the music yeah did you have any conception that technology and you know a, a blogging platform turned CMS <gasps> would be yeah. 
any conception of that? Is this completely out of the blue, really? Everything about my my coming here uh, actually was out of the blue. I never in a million years would have thought that I would be doing this work, even even five years ago. Yeah. Uh, so I've been working as a full-time sponsored volunteer to the WordPress project for the last four years uh, and started taking on more, more public uh, leadership roles about three years ago. And so, yeah, I and that all happened because I went to a WordCamp and the woman who hired me saw me doing work there because I had been doing work with training uh, like urban core youth in Kansas City, how to use WordPress and how to change their lives that way. And, and she, she brought me to an event in order to take part in a conversation about inclusion and diversity. And then after seeing how I engaged with everything, said, you know, do you want to do this full time for fun because not for fun for pay because like I had been doing it for fun and and yeah and then the rest is history I that was a really difficult question to answer wasn't it would you like to do this and get paid for doing it (laughs) I don't know do I want to do my dream job and get paid yeah Yeah. (laughs) what a great what a great story I love the mother angle yeah I don't think I've ever heard that one before it's normally it's normally the people of our age sort of telling the parents how this stuff works Uh, yeah I think that's fascinating yeah and a lot because of that a lot of people get it confused they're like you mean you taught your mother right no "No, my mom taught me all about WordPress I I think there's a there's an awful lot of confusion in especially with people who have approached WordPress maybe they're new to it they've kind of downloaded it and they've tried it out and they they notice that on the horizon somewhere okay this is WordPress and, and somehow there's this thing called automatic as well and, yeah. and how do they connect so I've got it written down that you're the executive director of the WordPress project which is pretty exciting yeah what what does that role what, what does that even mean what do you do on a day-to-day basis if we sort of tracked you around your office or home wherever you're working from what, what do you actually get up to uh, what's funny about that is I'm working on a blog post about that right now. Oh, this is good. I got Because people scoop, ask me all the track. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. have the inside track on it. <laughs> uh, so so the, my day-to-day work varies, but across a week, it's all basically the same from week to week. I have about 20, 25% of my time that is doing general outreach to um, either other uh, projects or people within our own project to kind of get information on the the next things that we need to work on, the projects that they feel we really need to prioritize. And also when I do outreach to, to larger groups and other groups beside Word, besides WordPress is to just make sure that I have a clear understanding of what's happening in our entire ecosystem as, as members of the open web. Uh, but then about, I'm, gosh, I'm gonna say about probably 40 or 50% of my day is, is checking in with our regular contributors and checking in with the contributors who report directly to me. There are probably 30 people who directly report to me in some fashion and I check in with them pretty frequently. And then the remainder of my time is you know admin and, and back office stuff and making sure that we've paid for everything that that WordCamps need in order to function and the meetup groups need and all of the uh, just back office things that I would never ask a volunteer to do because it's terribly boring. The thing that I often find is, is my question earlier, I was sort of trying to allude to the fact that autom- most people associate a product with a company, if you know what I mean. So yeah. you buy a product and the company made it. So this is a little bit of a, of a different thing. We've, we've got this, this company automatic mm-hmm. and we've got this 
WordPress open source project. Yeah. How do they differ? How does one coalesce with the other? What is the difference? What, what's the boundary where one stops and the other one starts? Yeah, so that's an excellent question. And the unfortunate thing for your listeners is that I <laughs> most of the time I use my hands and illustrate in the air. I'm going to so. describe carefully what your hands are doing. <laughs> in the future. No, I'll try to do the, I'll try to, to explain it well while I'm also waving my hands in the air like a small lunatic. Uh, <laughs> but, okay, so there is, so the WordPress project and everything to do with WordPress is separate from Automatic. Uh, Automatic is Matt Mullenweg's company that he founded 13 years ago or something. Uh, and then WordPress as the project, of course, is 16 years old now. So there's a there's a quite a bit of overlap in that, in that right now. So those two separate entities Everything to do with the WordPress project is about the CMS and the community and, and the product that is WordPress. The WordPress Foundation is part of that ecosystem and provides educational uh, uh, structural things. So the WordPress Foundation handles anything to do with do action hackathon, charity hackathons, uh, everything to do with our uh, incubator programs tend to go through there and then a lot of funding for open source uh, trainings essentially. So things that really do work to further the goals of, of diversity and representation in technology but then also educational work around just like being better citizens of the open web and all that stuff. And then the WordPress project uh, is, you know, code's not owned by anybody and we're all wandering around doing the thing. There's also WordPress community support, and that actually is the entity. It's a public charity. It's not a, considered a not-for-profit. It's a public charity, and that's the group that manages everything to do with WordCamps and, and meetups and things. I think you did that really well. Yeah. Without without the need for any hand gestures. Oh, good. Even though I there was, was doing quite them. a lot of hand gesturing, but, it, but it, it, yeah, the words were more than sufficient. That Perfect. Was, that was great. Perfect. Which which aspect of the whole WordPress thing, you know, whether it's your um, I don't know your interest in WordCamps or your interest in diversity, which bit which bit makes you most excited? This the the work that I love the most ever for WordPress stuff is always the teaching. Um, I have been teaching about WordPress and, and anything that I felt like I could share information on for my entire career, as far as I can tell. And, um, and I especially love doing that for w beginning WordPressers, because that is the hardest space. Yeah. Um, that's the hardest part in my mind because we have that myth of like, we're an easy to use CMS and we are easy to say, use. We are the easiest. Exactly. To use. <laughs> All CMSs are hard yeah. and we are the easiest of the hard options, yeah, that's, you know? That's, that's good. Yeah. And so like, I, I really enjoy the teaching aspect because it's, I think it's so healthy to be able to say like, I understand that this is hard and I know that I've been doing it forever, but also like I see, I see you and where you're coming from and don't listen to that voice in your mind. That's like, I should be better at this because everyone says it's easy. Like that's just not fair to you or to any of your learning process. And so I really enjoy working with that particular type of, of stuff. Uh, for the work that I do now, I actually don't get to teach anyone anything anymore. Oh. <laughs> That's not true. I guess I teach people how to lead better, which is um, also a really exciting thing uh, that I get to do. But uh, in this particular moment where we're doing a lot of work on making sure that 
that we are future-proofed as a project. That is really fascinating and interesting work, and I'm very honored to be able to do it. So. What, what do you mean future-proofing the project? That's interesting. Yeah, so the, I know that Matt's been saying for at least two years now that what will get us here won't get us there. And when he talks about that, he's referring to the technology. And that's wonderful because I would never be able to be a te technology futurist. And so to have someone in my court who's like, I've got the technology is so great. Because yeah, yeah. I can just be like, you do technology. I'm going to go over here and work on our, on our people and our community and make sure that we're there. So the work that I'm doing right now actually has a lot to do with making sure that our volunteers are better equipped to do the things that they want to do. All I, all I ever work on in my mind is like how to enable people to give their best work in the way that they want to give that work uh, with like the fewest hurdles and, and, and the easiest tools that we can find. And so that's a lot of the work that I'm doing. I'm helping teams to have a better concept of how to run meetings, helping uh, team reps to know who to ask questions to, and helping things kind of get settled and documented as we go along. There's a massive hierarchy going on, isn't there? And there's a you know, huge volunteer base at the bottom. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, I get what you mean, but does that, does that mainly mean like writing documentation and coming up with um, policies that, that, we, that ought to be followed for this thing or that thing? Yeah, well, to... to address your first point we actually so the wordpress project right now only has informal hierarchy and it's very confusing and so i'm trying to help get that that hierarchy that is currently informal sort of more known to people because it's so uncomfortable for so many of our volunteers to have to be doing work and hoping that they know who to ask um, how to accomplish the next thing uh, and and also hoping to to help us get into a more formalized structure because at this point, like the flat management, the flat infrastructure works really well up to a point. Right. And at some point, it gets too big for one person to manage. Like when I think about the amount of work that I do in a week, if I if I consider like asking a volunteer to do that kind of work at that scale with that kind of time, like there's, it's just not a reasonable thing to request of a volunteer. And so, and so trying to get a little bit more formal structure so that the, the cognitive load, the, the mental burden that people have to take in order to do basic volunteer work is lower. Like that, that is a really compelling thing for me. Mm. And that's kind of what I'm working on right now. Are there any things that you think are still you know, n not as good as they could be, or is it just sort of tweaking and, and keeping things, you know, just keeping on top of things, or, or are there just glaring areas where we, we haven't even gone there yet, we haven't touched that, we haven't documented yeah. or even thought about that. What I'm thinking is, you know, you look at this, look at this conference, and 15 years ago, WordPress was like... It was a little bitty baby. Yeah, it was a little B2 thing. <laughs> and then, yeah. then this, I mean, it, meteoric growth, how, how do you keep up with this stuff? So that that's my question, really. Do, are there yeah. areas where we're not as good as we could be, do you believe? Yeah, so I think we have a bit of a mix. I think there are some things that that are really close to what we need and we just have to kind of fix it here and there. And there are some things that we actually had had no need to do up until now. And so we are, are going to have to create it from, not necessarily from scratch. Plenty of other organizations have done what we do. Um, no one has done exactly what we do, how we do it, though. And so we're having to work with the community and kind of identify, you know, 
if if we were going to do these things, how would you how would you recommend? And so we're doing a lot of community conversations. And in this case, when I say we, I mean me and and the people uh, in the global community team and a couple of the people on the core team who help me kind of work through this stuff. So, yeah, I've just been watching as we've been talking for mm-hmm. the last. 15 minutes and 15 seconds. It's very precise. <laughs> Check me out. So yeah. I've been watching who's been coming down those stairs. Mm. And it's, it's mainly been men. Yeah. Is that, is, that a, is that something we need to address, do you think? Would you, would you like there to be... I mean, because I know you've got a diversity hat. Yeah. So I don't know what that hat looks like. Yeah. I feel like that's a leading question. I feel yeah. like the answer, yeah, obviously, is, the, yeah. is yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. So there is a bit of a problem with, with diversity in... WordPress right now. It's better than it used to be, but um, I I always feel like there's a a distance you can go uh, for all of those things. Specifically, uh, over the last, let's see, probably two years or so, I have been doing a lot of work to fix the inclusion aspect. Because when people people talk about diversity and inclusion, they kind of get lumped together into a single thing, but they're actually two different types of work. Uh, the inclusion work is, I, I believe, a leadership out sort of, sort of work that has to be done. Leaders have to set the tone for how to make the space uh, able for other people to be part of. And, and leaders are the ones who do that, and everyone else has to come with the leader on that. Or, or the leadership group, whoever is doing that. That has to happen from within to without. And then the diversity work is doing outreach and asking people to come to you. And that can be done by anybody, of course. But I always think that you have to start with making your, your community, your organization inclusive. Otherwise, you invite people in to create a feeling of diversity, but you haven't made it safe for them to arrive. Like you haven't, you haven't made it clear that they're welcome. Uh, I feel strongly that it is never the um, the traditionally underrepresented groups that are required to do the work of figuring out whether they're welcome. Because if they show up to something and they're not welcome, that could potentially be a dangerous situation for them to be in. And so I believe it's it's the people who are already there. It's their responsibility to say, like, we accept you no matter what text editor you use or no matter how you identify with your gender and no matter how you identify with your sexuality like I think that's really important for us to take that on as our job and so I've been focusing on internal uh, inclusion work and we're starting now to do more productive diversity work Jill Binder uh, just just started um, not even just started I should be clearer about a year and a half ago she started working on this program that brings more women into um, speaking opportunities at word camps because one of the things that happens when you speak at a word camp is that you build your your credibility as a subject matter expert and we just weren't getting that many women into the space and it wasn't because people weren't quote-unquote trying but it's because they didn't have a clear concept of how to offer actionable things and actionable ways for those women to get in the space and feel comfortable and, and know that they were going to succeed in it. And Jill Binder's work, she has been refining it over the last 18 months. And in the communities where they have uh, 
engaged in that program that she set, set out, they have gotten to a 50-50 split for representation wow. for women and men at their events. And that's a huge deal. That's a big, big lift. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so we're, we are supporting her in that and sponsoring part of her work with that also. And, and I would personally like to make a call to anyone who wants to support her, her monetarily uh, in that work and continuing to teach other people how to do that in their communities. It would be the best thing that came out of, of any of my time this weekend, uh, if people would, would commit to supporting her in that work. That, that's such a nice, a nice little, like, well, I don't know, uh, you summarize that beautifully, oh, shall we you. say. <laughs> One of the things that happened on here on Thursday, which I, I personally really like, is the, when Petcha did her uh, children's yeah, I don't know if I don't know if that yeah, I don't know if that touches you or, but I just think that's yes. absolutely lovely. You know, for the, it, it's not new, mm-hmm. but it is fairly new. Yeah, you know, they've been going on for a little while. Do, do you want? Have you got anything to add about that? I love our kids' camps. Yeah. number one, <laughs> um, and I I think I love them for a, a slightly larger larger meta view reason than others. I as we talked about before, I have done quite a bit of teaching in my time, especially of, of children and, and youth. And I just, the ability for WordPress knowledge to change someone's life for the better and to change family patterns that we see is, is just jaw-dropping. Like, I don't go into any of those classes or any of the kid camps or anything saying like, we're going to teach you WordPress and you're going to become rich and famous because that's never true. But I, I can say to them, I'm going, I'm going to help you have life skills that will help you become more employable no matter what you choose to go into. Because, and I gave a talk about this at a WordCamp in like 2014, 2015. It's WordCamp New York. I really think that WordPress as a tool and as it's as the community, as the, the teams that we work on, can be used as a vehicle for teaching students 21st century skills. Because we have this impossible focus on hard skills versus soft skills. You have to know how to code versus you have to like and and the beauty of WordPress and how we do things and how we can do things is that if you get younger generations involved earlier in a space that is inclusive and and collaborative and communicative communicative in the way that WordPress can be when it's at its best Mm -hmm. like that can change lives in a way that I that I just I mean it's amazing every time that I see it you know what your your answer made me realize how ignorant I am of of that that whole thing because I was oh. I, I was really thinking what fun it is that was where that was where it ended for me oh yeah. great the kids are having a really nice time oh they're, they're exposed to it <laughs> I hadn't it just not even occurred to me about the bigger picture the future yeah. prospects that come out of that that's that's really interesting yeah. wow this is why I love my work so much in case anyone ever wondered whether I love my job I love my job because I really feel like I can make an impact in such a in such a, a broad and life-changing way that I wasn't able to before. This is an interesting thing. You talked about Automatic a bit earlier. Yeah. So when I when I took the job at Automatic, a number of people in my local community, like they asked like why you have this like 
nonprofit education, save the world through knowledge sort of thing, why are you going to a corporation? Like, what is that about? Yeah. Why are you making that choice? And on the one hand, I did struggle with that idea. Uh, and on the other hand, having, having this type of resource available to me has helped me to multiply the, the change and the impact that I can have on the world. And not because anyone knows who I am, like nobody knows who I am, but, uh, because, I know who you are. well, you know yeah. who I am. <laughs> um, but, and, and it's not about me anyway. Like no one knowing who I am is the better version yeah, of yeah. this work. Yeah. Um, but, um, with all of these resources at, that I can work with, I really feel like I've been able to make a much larger impact on the future of our community and our, and our lives. And I think that's really, uh, I mean, I'm really fortunate to have that. So. Just, just thinking about the kids camp, do the, do the kids, this is a silly question because we both know the answer. No silly questions. Okay. Do they have to show up with their parents? Oh, that's a, that is not a silly question, actually. That's a real question. Uh, yes, they have to show up with a parent or a guardian. And also there's a lot of legal paperwork that has to be done to make sure that we are um, handling all of our AV safely, that we are making sure that the children are safe and cared for, and, and we don't put anyone in danger. Like, uh, we're very careful about that. We do... Uh, any time that we go to a new location, we do research on the laws in that area to make sure that all of the um, all of the paperwork that parents sign and fill out is specific to that community, that location. Yeah. Um, I'm just wondering if that would be a that would be a nice place to go where the kids could somehow mm. show up. I don't know what the age limit is. You know, I think in the UK, a 16 year old could autonomously Probably. show up yeah. and sign themselves in. Um, that would be nice though, you know, because I'm just thinking that there's probably a lot of kids who could benefit from this, whose parents might not yeah. be able to bring them or, or have a desire to bring them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how you square that circle or circle that square, whatever you say, but <laughs> kids, schools, maybe, I don't know if there's a, an interaction between schools and the WordPress project. Well, and I, before I took on the leadership role that I have now, that was one of the things that I worked the hardest on was getting WordPress into educational spaces. But it turns out that open source, and I'm sure that this will not be surprising to anyone listening, but it turns out open source uh, attracts semi-anarchical people yeah. <laughs> because it's like, take power back into your own hands. Yeah. Uh, and so it's really hard to convince a school that, you know, schools that rely on, on a lot of like structure for their kids so that they stay in place and do what they're supposed to do. You can always find them. Like, it's really hard to convince them to take a curriculum that has as one of its basic tenets, these four freedoms of, of open source. And so there's a strong resistance to that. And then also, of course, open source, because there are so many people involved, it moves really fast yeah. and it's, borderline that's impossible to keep point. correct curriculum yeah. up to date yeah that's so. a good point because there needs to be curriculums and they need yeah. to be written upstairs shall we say and yeah. trickle down yeah, yeah. That's, that's interesting. And so you can basically only do it effectively in in like private schools and after school programs which is good too but there is an institutional reason that we don't end up with wordpress in in public schools and i know that wp campus that that group works on that stuff a lot uh, but I think a lot of it is in higher education and not in, in, you know, basic elementary and secondary school sort of things, which is also arguably where we, we need it most. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. 
Do you know much about no, actually. WP and Op? No. Okay, so this is, you're, you're, you're speaking to me and I'm, I'm here on behalf of WP and Op. Hello, Nathan from hello, WP hello, and Up. Hello, Nathan from WP and Up. <laughs> so this is a charity which Dan Dan Maybe, yeah. who's now gone, he's no longer waving a phone at us. He set it up in the UK yeah. uh, a short while ago. And the idea is that over a period of time, we, we gain sponsorship. That's kind of the model that we're going at. And we get some, some, of, the, some of the bigger players in the WordPress community. And they, they sponsor us. And in return for that, we, we give support. So we've got a website, wpnop.org. And so primarily, four, four focuses. The first is the most major one, mental health. Mm-hmm. The second one physical health third one skills health so you know php react nice. those yeah. kind of things and the fourth one is business health you know i have no idea how to file my taxes please got to get some help with that smart yeah. yeah so the idea particularly with the mental health you spoke earlier about you know semi-anarchical people um yes. you know this community also a lot of isolated people a lot of Absolutely. people working by themselves freelancers a lot of us are mm-hmm. freelancers mm-hmm. working in a room feeling you know Maybe there's maybe there's things aren't working out, what have you. Yeah. And so the idea is that they would be able to give us a call, send us a, a tweet, send us a text message in some way, and we would hook them up. Speaking of the children. We found them. Yeah, there they are. Oh, that, there's there's the future of the WordPress community right there. It's a delight. Yeah, they're lovely. Um, and we, we hook them up with some support. And so far mm. it's been community-based support. We yeah. are about to be invaded. Bless him. That's very cute. I should probably say there's a little child wandering around. Right, it's not an actual invasion. There are no aliens. And so we're trying to we're trying to help for free. It's completely non-profit, Hmm. um, and that that's our purpose. So we're trying to help this community. So I wanted to spend the next few minutes talking about this community, and the children will just mill around amongst us. Do you? Do you have a particular affinity? Do you, do you, you know, th- this community, do you feel that it's different from other communities in the, in the, in the, well, in the, in the world, different from like, let's say a, a Drupal community or any other community? I mean, I, I, of course, love our community the most. <laughs> uh, but actually over the last year, I have spent a lot of time getting to know the other communities as well. And there are so many similarities between who we identify as, as a, as a general group, and who they identify as, as a general group. Uh, we all have kind of the same problems, you know, of diversity and representation and, and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but I, I think that the way that the WordPress community works with, with each other is, is very different. Um, and the way that they work collaborative, collaboratively with the people that they identify even as as people not to necessarily be trusted like people who are employed by automatic um i as 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 skeptical as many people are of the large of the of the large group of people from you know automatic or bluehost or google that are in this space i I don't think that that prevents anyone from still coming together and collaborating in a really healthy way and again that's, you know, when WordPress, the community is at its best because we also have our moments where we're not that great because everyone does because we're all human beings. Um, but yeah, I think that there are probably a lot more similarities than there are differences in all of our communities. Speaking specifically of WordCamps, hmm. do, you, do you still enjoy coming to these events? I get really excited. Any, any other conference that I've ever been to that's non-WordPress yeah. related, I kind of always 
Mm. I've got to go to this thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually excited to come to these things. Yeah, um, I do. I still love coming to them. And actually, I was just saying to my boss uh, a couple months ago, I have most missed. So last year I went to a large number of WordCamps, but didn't speak at any of them. And I really miss doing that. Public speaking is one of my favorite things that I get to do just kind of as a, a general hobby. Uh, and I hadn't gotten to do it at all last year, really. I think I spoke at one event and, uh, and I, miss, I miss that part a lot. But every single time that I come to WordCamps, which is fairly frequently now, it's just so wonderful to be back among like all of these people who care enough about each other to give pretty selflessly into making sure that it that, that this project continues. And the thing, like this tiny nuanced thing about it that I love the most is that the altruism inherent in giving of your time so that people that you will never meet um, can have something better is just so heartwarming because the people who come to WordCamps are essentially the 1% of WordPress. There are, are huge numbers of people who use our tool, WordPress, the tool, that we will never hear from, that we'll never meet, that we'll never know, and we still try to build the best thing that we can for them on their mm. behalf. Mm. And I think that's excellent. I'm looking around here, and a lot of the people that I, that I see walking past, I didn't know five years ago. And they've become my actual friends. Yeah. You know, my real world actual friends. I don't get to see them that much. I don't, I don't actually get to sit down next to them. Right. But I, I'm, you know, that, that's my, my life has kind of been taken over a bit by WordPress. Do, yeah. do you have the same feeling? Is your, is your social network made up of lots of WordPress people? Do, do you, are you in it for that as much as for the, the code and the, the work that you do? Yeah. So that's a, that's a, a complicated question. Okay. So on the one hand, yes. So as I do all of the work that I do right now to kind of look at our history and how we got here and how we can get into the future, I do often like have pictures from five or six years ago that five or six years ago when I saw them, I didn't know any of them. And now I know like 80% of the people in that photo. It's so interesting. Uh, and so, yeah, of course they are, they are family-like you know, these are people that care about what I care about often and who love what I love often. But even when we have disagreements, it's rare that I have disagreements that then cause people to never speak to me again. You know, it's, it's all it's mostly really respectful. Uh, and so that's always lovely. But as far as like ha has WordPress become my life, uh, I, I try not to do that because I have. I have seen the people who have been in leadership positions, not necessarily as an executive director, because that's new, but I've seen people <laughs> in, in leadership positions in open source really, really fall apart um, because all that they have is WordPress or all that they have is Drupal. And so they don't have anything to refresh their, their minds. And beyond that, when they have something that's going wrong, if all you do is live and breathe your volunteering or your job or, or whatever, like you have no, you have no additional networks to help you. And so you become immediately hopeless because everything is falling apart all at the same time. And so I make a good solid effort to have 
you know, friends that don't have anything to do with WordPress and to have hobbies also uh, outside of all of that. And I think it's really good for my mental health, but also I feel like it's really good for, for me as a professional human being. So. Yeah. From the point of view of double WP and up, that was, mm. the, that was a perfect answer. <laughs> I Yay. like that a lot. Yeah, yeah, well done. It was almost like we'd rehearsed it. We have not rehearsed anything. No, we haven't rehearsed anything. <laughs> Thank you so much. I think I've probably taken more of your time than I should have done. Well, I, I am delighted that you all had me. Thank really you so much for the invitation. chatting to you today. Yeah. What are you going to do for the rest of the day? Finally, quick last question. Oh, for the rest of the day. Yeah. So I actually, Matt Mullenweg and I are going to go and, and meet all the sponsors and nice. check out their booths and see how they're feeling about the event and... Then I have a few more meetings, and other than that, just wandering around, seeing what people love the most about WordPress. I like the aimless wandering. I'm going to be doing that lots and lots later. Good. Absolute pleasure to speak to you today. Thank you so much. Thank you. One of the purposes of the Press Forward podcast is to lift the lid on topics that don't get talked about enough to allow people to share their stories so that others might listen. And by listening, they may gain an understanding that they're not alone. There are other people out there who have faced the same situations that you are facing. They have found a way through and can offer support to you on your journey. Maybe that person is already in your life, but they might not be. And that's what WPNOP is here for, to connect you with the support that you need. Press Forward podcast is brought to you today by Green Geeks. Green Geeks offers a specially engineered platform that gives WordPress users web hosting that is designed to be the fastest, most secure and scalable hosting available in multiple data centers. Their WordPress hosting makes deploying and managing WordPress websites easy with automatic one-click install, managed updates, real-time security protection, SSD RAID 10 storage arrays, power cacher, and expert 24-7 support to make for the best web hosting experience. And we thank Green Geeks for their support of the Press Forward podcast. That's it for this week. Please let us know if you're enjoying the podcast, if you're finding it useful or helpful. You can reach out to us at wpnop.org forward slash contact. Remember that there's a serious point to all of this though, and that is that WPNOP is here to provide help and support. That help is available to you or people you know and can be easily accessed at the WPNOP.org website. Please spread the word about this new podcast. Tell your friends and subscribe on your favorite podcast player. And remember that together we can press forward. Hello. Dolly. <laughs> Are you just going to sing to each other? Yeah. yeah. Hello, Dolly. So, no, no, we won't. I'm just going to pause for a second.